From Bristol, UK, I'm Pommy Harmer. And I'm Melissa Shamam, and this is The Quarantini. We're bringing you this podcast every week to keep your spirits up and until the COVID crisis in the UK has ended. As with every week, today we'll bring you a mix of ingenious responses to the virus, creative ideas for the future, and maybe a dash of the unexpected. And by the way, a big thank you to Seb Gutierrez and the All Bones Collective for that music. Beautiful. So welcome back, everybody. And coming up in the show today... Yes, today we have an interview with Ria Warner from Off The Record. And the mixer part of the show will include, as usual, a roundup of exciting responses to coronavirus. And for the dash of something exciting, we've got some music from... This week we've got a local band called Scythia. Now, my friend plays the trombone in this band and they obviously can't play with each other at the moment. So they've put this together through Zoom. It's called Sunshine of Your Love, a cover in isolation. Beautiful, Sunshine of Your Love. I want that. Shine of your love, love, love. 
Our Sky there playing Sunshine of Your Love, a cover in isolation. So it's time for a new weekly roundup. But before that, let's remind listeners, how can they get hold of us, Pumi? Yes, please do get hold of us. You can email us at thequarantinipodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Let's start this. So what's happening in Bristol, Pumi? So just outside Bristol, in the villages of Yatton, Congresbury, Cleve and Claverham, four communities, they've developed an arts project called Four Communities, Three Trees, One Hill. And all of this has happened since the virus started and they've got funding from the, the Arts Council Emergency Fund. And part of this project is to encourage the residents of those four communities to share their creativity on Facebook. So if you go and have a look at it, you can find loads of beautiful photographs. There's a bird photographer in there. There's live music, there's poetry and there's video and there's fantastic storytelling. So a lot of really creative things from the residents of those four communities. The Three Trees is stage two of the project and they've chosen an ash, an oak and a field maple. And look out for creative happenings that they say will be happening later in the summer. So that's great, isn't it? Four communities have just come together, got some money, devised a project and it's brought them all together. And you say we can see that on their Facebook page, right? Yes. The Facebook site is called Four Communities, Three Trees, One Hill. Lovely. In the meantime, in a care home in North London, residents have been creating their own record covers Uh, you should check that online as well. There's a BBC article. So basically, they have been posing for photos, recreating their favourite album covers. Yeah, the Sidmar Lodge care home in Edgware was closed to visitors from March the 12th. But the staff has been organising activities to keep the people living there entertained. And albums by Adele, Taylor Swift and Queen were among the ones that has been redone. Um, one of the one of the residents uh, said he had absolutely loved the creations. Uh, we'll, you also have classic records by The Clash, David Bowie, and Bruce Sp Springsteen recreated. Uh, one of them include a photo of the 93-year-old Sheila, who recreated Rack and Bone Man's album Human, having met the singer at a show last year. Isn't it funny? She jokingly told the BBC that she had been persuaded to take part with a gun. That's just a joke, right? They're great. Really, really good. Have a look at them online. I know everybody's... I shared it and then so many people shared it again. So we talked last week about masks and this week Banksy's joined in the debate and you can hear a little bit from his Instagram site on what he's been doing. This time his work is on the London Underground and features his rats struggling to come to terms with surgical masks. So they use them as parachutes or they dispense hand sanitizer, and one rat is painted sneezing while another struggles to get a mask on. And at the end of the clip, he sprays the words, I get locked down, but I get up again. Remember Chumbawamba? So sadly, London Underground have removed it all. Their cleaners were uh, probably didn't recognize that it was a Banksy they were getting rid of. So hopefully we'll see them somewhere else in the future. But at the moment, Go to his Instagram site or YouTube and you can see this in full. One more initiative globally in Rwanda. Churches have been allowed to reopen. 
this week with strict conditions, of course. It's to limit the spread of the coronavirus. So churchgoers have to be registered at the entrance and they have to to maintain the 1.5 metre distance. That's about five feet. And they also must wear masks. The website in the country, Brendan's online, have praised the decisions, but many others have complained that actually they would rather see bars reopen. Unfortunately, they still remain closed for them and they shouldn't be allowed anytime soon. Only schools will open in September. So if you're in Randa, enjoy your time in church. Yes, it's a difficult one, isn't it? But you can see why they would choose churches over bars. Because once alcohol is involved, social distancing goes out the window, I think, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it's it's a place to meet family, friends. Wanda is a very organised country. I think people will follow the rules there. And, you know, that's the beginning. You don't have to go to church because you're a strong believer. You can just go for the community, communal sensation, right? Okay. So now it's time for our interview. Yes, so this week, Pommy, we wanted to talk to someone from Off The Record. This is a charity um, based here in Bristol. So I took the time to talk to the lovely Ria Warner. She's the health promotion manager at OTR. Um, It's a mental health social movement uh, created for young people and by young people, especially aged 11, 25, living in Bristol and South Gloucestershire. First, we talked about how we can help parents and adults to help their own young ones. Listen up. I guess our initial challenge was to take everything that we do face to face and put it online and make it digital. So that was the starting block. And so, yeah, we we work with young people in a whole variety of ways. And um, our main kind of approach is, is to support young people to see their place within society and understand that their mental health struggles are not kind of about something being wrong with them as an individual. It's about understanding their experience in the context of society and the systems that are kind of not very helpful to young people a lot of the time. And so what happened once you had switched your services online? Did you get in touch with different people or people who were calling you for the first time? And I guess it's the parents approaching you because they notice that their children are extremely stressed or suffering from a different sort of anxiety. Obviously, they're missing school. They're also missing their friends. Definitely the anxiety amongst parents. I think that we were all kind of struck Initially, it felt like young people were kind of doing okay with the situation and and lots of young people were feeling better. Well, a a lot of young people kind of struggle with school and and not going to school initially was quite a relief, but the parents were the ones that were kind of worrying about how this was going to impact them and young people and and I guess feeling the stress of the situation. And then as time went on, we, we, we had more interaction from young people and lots of engagement engagement on our social media um, so we were putting out kind of lots of Instagram lives and lots of pre-recorded videos that young people could view and engage with and as the week's gone on the novelty wore off and we saw a lot of anxiety about not seeing friends and being in hostile environments at home like not having great relationships with the family and and everyone was kind of stuck in a house together And anxieties around schoolwork, you know, lots of young people felt able to carry on working, but then there was a whole group that were just not connected with any support and really struggling with getting work done. So Mm. to be honest, when I think about themes that have come up 
from speaking to young people and other members of Off the Record, like the, the range of experiences that young people have had have just been so varied. I work as a counsellor with some young people and actually for a couple of the young people I work with, lockdown's been okay, you know, that they're highly anxious and it's just been a bit of a relief not to have to go out into the world and engage in the things that make them really anxious and it's going to be stepping back out that's going to be a really difficult mm. So yeah, that's going to be a second crisis a bit. And that's what has been reporting in, in some uh, newspapers as well, to be aware of uh, what's going to come after the crisis, going back to some sort of normal days, not normal. So can we say that for the younger children, the, the main of the crisis were more explained through the experiences of the parents? Yeah. On my side, I've seen a lot of parents who were so stressed themselves dealing with like working online and then taking care of the children that I felt like they, they were not able to address the fact that they were putting a lot of stress on their children themselves. And so that the children didn't have any means to feel like the parents were comforting or bringing any solution and they were a bit left alone and they also don't have space in, in the house. So do you have any advice, a primary sort of like very simple list of good tips for parents when they feel like maybe they've abandoned that, that side of like putting your mind inside of your child's mind just to be there to protect them from all this worry from a weird situation yeah and I think that's a really good point Melissa because we were all thrown into the chaos weren't we and and as parents we try and protect our children but actually children were being exposed to a lot of conversations that were maybe quite damaging and picking up on um, a lot of anxiety and stress at home that they wouldn't normally be exposed to. I think one kind of really useful tip is if you have children at home and maybe have two children to kind of prioritise one point in the day where you do actually spend that time with them. So we've talked to parents about maybe if you're going for your daily exercise, maybe just taking one of the children with you so you can have some meaningful conversation and hear what they're struggling with. And we also um, started running something called Resilience Lab for young people. But throughout lockdown, we offered it to parents as well because parents were telling us they were really struggling. So we used the same kind of tools and techniques, but did it with parents. And one main thing that came out of that was that parents were not prioritizing their self-care or taking that time for themselves. So they didn't have the kind of capacity to offer it to their young people. So yeah, kind of making sure that you're doing your own self-care, taking that time for yourself and, and carving even like 10 minutes a day just to have that conversation with your young person and, mm. and let them be heard because it was really difficult for everybody. So that was the first part of my discussion with Ria Warner from Off the Record. And before we hear more from Ria about the work of Off the Record, let's hear from a couple of young people. I recorded them last week telling me their experiences of lockdown and their hopes for the future. Here we go. The best thing about lockdown for me has been mainly based around food. Since I was little, me and my mum have owned an allotment. And at this time of year, we would be growing stuff and bringing stuff up there to plant and eat. But because of lockdown and because of there being some water issues at the allotment, we haven't been able to do that this year. So we made a patch at the bottom of our garden and it was really lovely to feel like you were eating fresh food that you had grown and that weren't from a supermarket. A positive part of the lockdown was that I was able to understand how just how much energy I was putting into my social life and how staying at home isn't all that bad and sometimes it's good for you to 
take a break from friends and just be alone and even just do nothing. Um, it really helped me understand how valuable doing nothing actually is. I sometimes struggle in school just for being around kids my age and I struggle just socially quite a lot. I'm not particularly a socially person. Something that I've found hard in lockdown is not being able to do the stuff that I love, which is circus and climbing. And these things that they were my physical exercise and something that I felt like I could get strong in and really good for my physical health, but also my mental health, they really were a big part of my life. These were the places where I felt like I could be in a different zone and separate from whatever was going on else in my life. On the other hand, staying away from my friends was really hard because then I felt like the only things I had to do was school or something else alone. And it was really hard to stay away from my friends for two months, like two whole months for sure. Um, because that's what would really help me with school when it was um, really challenging for me, especially with online lessons because you don't even get that socialization with your classmates. So I really needed my friends in that period and I didn't have them physically there. I also think that this whole situation has given schools an opportunity to explore different ways of education. I know people who have really benefited from this home learning and being able to be more independent and having a lot more choice of how they were going to structure their learning. And it could potentially change how lessons are taught or how people can learn. And I think that could be a really positive thing. Regarding how I would like the world to look, I would like it to be more of a a world effort to eradicate all issues such as social injustices, climate change and um, economic difficulties. I really wish we would look at the world as the world and not as all these separate countries that are fighting against each other to become more powerful. It's all interconnected due to globalization, things like trade and that links to social injustices with workers' rights. and climate change because of the way corporations work in industries and economy because it's all trade and all, all countries are working together with that. Thanks so much to two young people in Bristol for their thoughts. And I think what they said really highlighted some of what Ria's been talking about. So one of the things I've heard the most around me is um, adults struggling with their teenager and they are the ones the most worries about the future. How can they get a job? Shall they go to university? No, it's useless. So we kept on our discussion with Ria Warner from Off the Record to see how they can remain positive and learn from this experience of the lockdown. I think definitely kind of, I guess, reassuring young people that there is opportunity, like opportunity will come out of this. We can adapt and we can change and, and yes, the future will look different and they have potentially missed out on really significant endings and kind of rites of passage in terms of festivals and, and, and things moving forward. Yeah. Um, but to focus on the things that they do have control over at the moment. So, um, and maybe, yeah, like bringing things very much closer to home. Are there skills and interests and projects that they can look into and develop 
through Off the Record, I've been doing an activism series where I've been talking to lots of young people about social action that they've been involved in and how it has enriched their lives. And I guess what I've been taking away from it is just doing one meaningful thing. So turning your potentially quite negative experience and channeling that energy into something for a lot of young people has opened so many doors and helped them find a new community and people to connect with. So I guess it's about like taking your experience and looking at where you can channel that that will feel like moving forward in their lives. But I think definitely kind of looking at what you do have control over Mm -hmm. at that moment is really important. Yes, that's wonderful because actually when there's challenge, there's always a way to bring in a response and it could be tiny things. I think there's one thing that is always important is that when you struggle, what helps you the most sometimes is to help someone else. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a younger siblings or your, or your neighbours have children and you can just provide little help with homework, then you feel empowered yeah. and you feel useful. Obviously, the, the challenge is that a lot of these activities, we can't do them yet. Yeah. You mentioned what your work with allotments. Do you think that there is a possibility there that maybe, because Bristol is a very green place, there's a lot of places to learn to garden. Yeah. Um, do you have any hope for this to come back around and, and that teenagers may be able to do that over the summer, for instance? Yeah, so we are starting to have conversations within Off the Record about which bits of the project we can kind of get back to normal. And I guess our outside work is one area that we will be able to look at starting up again. Um, And at the start of lockdown, we did have an initiative where young people were able to sign up for a seed kit. So that got delivered to their door and it was so, so popular. So lots of young people kind of got involved in growing flowers and vegetables and just seeing the beauty and like really simple kind of nurturing of nature activities which was really great. So is there any resource that you want to point to maybe your website and also if people need your help can they call you are you totally overloaded do you work with other partners for maybe counseling what's what's the best way to give people practical details to reach out and and find out more? Absolutely. Follow off the record OTR Bristol on Instagram and you can visit our website and our Facebook page. There's so much on there. So there are kind of like practical tips and videos and managing kind of difficult emotions and emotional regulation. There's videos kind of talking people through yoga. There are yoga sessions. There's kind of boxing and fitness sessions. Yeah, what else? There's just been such an array. And if you go to the website, you can sign up to the newsletter. Mm -hmm. And also we have some, like we have a new group starting at the end of this month called OTR Rights. So there are three different, quite new creative projects that are being run over Zoom. OTR Rights, OTR Sounds and OTR Creates. And they're all kind of focusing on creativity and people using that as a form of expression, um, which we know kind of through experience people have found really, really helpful during this time. That's brilliant. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much for being with us for this. Finally, we can say that we can summarise this this challenging time as in saying there's always some positive coming out of uh, any crisis, right? Absolutely. And yeah, I think the main message is for, for, for young people that are struggling just to kind of, for them not to see it as a, a problem with them, like they're not the ones that are broken. The issue is within society and currently the world. So it's about young people understanding their struggle within the context yes. of what's 
happening. Of course. And to reach out, I guess that's it, is, is, to, is to reach out, whether that's to a friend or to a parent or to off the record or other helplines like Cooth or Samaritans. I think if you are struggling, it is just to kind of pick up the phone or use the internet to kind of get in contact with somebody. Thank you so much, Ria, for taking uh-huh. the time and all the best to OTR. Wonderful work there. Thank you very much. So that was Ria Warner, a health promotion manager at After Record Bristol. It's nearly time to finish now, but before we go... Yes. Now, remember the Banksy story earlier? Well, here's the whole parody of the Chumbawamba song. It's by a band called The Kiffness, and they're from Cape Town in South Africa. And it's called I Get Locked Down. Enjoy. I get locked down. I want banana bread. Banana That's it for the quarantini this week. We'll be back next week with a new cocktail of ideas and positive news for you all. In the meantime, we'd really love to hear from you all. So please do email us at thequarantinipodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. This podcast episode was hosted by me, Melissa Shaman, And was hosted and produced by me, Pommy Harmer. Thanks for listening. And stay safe.